it's a minefield it's confusing outgoings utilities for tenants for landlords who pays what commercial residential stay tuned Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Morning Minutes, episode 528. Outgoings are, uh, can be the difference of a good investment, a bad investment, a big curveball when it comes to property. Mark and myself will go through what are outgoings, sometimes confused with utilities quite often, and also who should be paying for them um, and how you can reduce outgoings or what are some other good outgoings you should add on, which may sound crazy, but something like landlord insurance is an outgoing, but very vital. Depreciation schedule, added outgoing, but very vital. Mark, let's go. Let's run through it. It's rock and roll. Rock and roll. What are the curly ones, Burge? What are the ones that uh, gets negotiated in that often doesn't get negotiated in? So some outgoings are negotiable, which is which is a, li- a little bit conf- a little bit confusing. Yeah. Well, let's go through them. So outgoing, council rates, doesn't matter if it's a strata yep. property or a, a freestanding property, there is a portion of council rates paid to each council. Water usage and water, what's the uh, fixed water, water rates. Services, so water, yep. Services, there's sort of two costs underwater. Then you've got land tax, which is applicable to... Uh, majority of people have investments thresholds it's not on every property it's not it's not based on the property it's based on your personal circumstances every property is applicable depending on your personal circumstances um strata fees and then under that umbrella you've got capital fund all these other levies so you've got strata capital fund yep then you've got Fire safety, repairs and maintenance. Yeah, big one, yes. It's a big one that can be with the services. Agent you, management fees. Agent fees is an outgoing. Letting Good fees, fee. outgoing. Then you've also Land got... Tax. Yep, we can't, yep, we said that. Um, then you've one. got waste. Waste, removal, rubbish, a lot more applicable when it comes to commercial, but there are bins. Then you've got other, then there could be other expenses. Where it, they're where the obvious on, ones, eh? They're the obvious Electric, ones. Electricity, which is a utility that often comes That's up. Where they're outgoings. Then you come across utilities, which is power, Wi-Fi, water uh, services, not the, no, water usage not the service so underwater it's sort of an outgoing and a utility um is sort of how the best way grease to describe and exhaust grease and exhaust service uh utility gas aircon more goes under power uh but yeah your maintenance of it may be under outgoing for the servicing of a landlord so 
I think there's a big, a lot of tenants uh, and a lot of owners just put it all under one umbrella. But when it comes to residential, it's it, it's not as important as commercial to separate them because a lot of the time you can negotiate a lease where the tenant is paying majority of those costs. So Mark, in residential, what is a tenant paying for? Okay, first of all, it's different for a house and different for a unit. Uh, for a house, a tenant will pay only for uh, water usage, providing that there's, um, it's been certified by a plumber for, the, for water saver devices. Um, so water usage is what a tenant will pay, but the services that's running the that paying for those services quarterly, um, that will be paid by a landlord. A tenant will pay for their electricity, that's a utility, uh, providing that they've got, um, it is a standalone property and metered separately. So sometimes there's houses, houses at granny flats that have together and there's a problem. Um, then there's a tenants generally paying for their gas, their own their, their gas usage. The tenants paying for their internet normally, um, and that and tenants paying for the air conditioning. Um, Would be under not paying for the air conditioning, and also. Yeah, and also the air conditioning, if the breaks, uh, that would be repaired by the landlord on a residential. They're not paying for management fees. They're not paying for tax, uh, GST. Whatever. They're not paying for uh, land tax. Um, so there's not a lot a tenant has to pay in residential uh, for the landlord. Yeah, and so residential is pretty simple. And the land, and that's but that's what then you come to commercial and that's a lot of the appeal. Oh, strata, yep, residential, yeah. different, yeah, very different. So then you come so, over. Yeah. yeah, so strata, strata resi. Generally, you won't be paying water usage. Um, so with strata, with with strata, um, you've basically. Most of, only until probably 2015 that in stratas they started installing usage meters for water for individual units. So believe it or not, um, the your uh, often your hot water system was shared with the body corporate, and often your usage was shared with the body corporate. It was under under the communal. So downstairs they have a big boiler or two big boilers. Uh, and it didn't matter whether you had lots of showers or no shower, you wouldn't pay any more or less as a tenant. Um, so with that's that that's a big saving for strata for a unit, definitely uh, for residential. Uh, but yeah. you still pay you still pay your um, so no usage, uh, no council. Uh, that's it. Yeah. So like a landlord's ledger will be like rent in a lot of money out. There's a lot of sort of back and forth with commercial yep. it's done two ways you have a net lease or a gross lease where there's really when you negotiate there's really two figures what's the asking rent and what's the portion of outgoings and it can be it can come across going or the rent's 200 a square meter outgoings is 50 dollars a square meter and then utilities uh whatever you use and that can be 
it's sort of always factored in, but it isn't always publicly factored in. I find a lot of your smaller commercial will try and keep it like a residential format where it's a gross lease where a lot of people are just used to what's my rent each week and that's it. The only big difference is paying GST, but a lot will already know because they've already got a business, but they try. Um, they're also owned more by your typical mum and dad investor. So they're used to paying everything and sometimes they don't actually realise they can be pushing this on. I see it quite often if a, 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 your typical first-time commercial buyer may have a residential agent they've had for their rental properties and they just keep it that way. That's a rent and they bear the brunt of all the outgoings and sometimes when they're comparing comparables, they don't realise outgoings could be on top. So they see that $600 a week but that could be $600 a week plus outs. And they're going, well, we're doing $600 a week, including outs, which could really bring it to $450 a week. So people need to be aware of what you can ask. I am seeing a bigger trend that you negotiate it separately, rent $450, outgoings $150. But at the end, we make it a gross lease because owners, at the end of the day, if the tenant is responsible, for example, to pay strata, and they don't pay, Strata don't care, it's the tenant's responsibility. It's a black mark against the owner's ledger. It's a black mark against the owner. The owner can't just say, hey, it's my tenant's responsibility, my responsibility, I'll chase them. Strata's like, no, you're, it's your responsibility, you're the owner. So a lot of owners actually like to be paying it, paying the Strata upfront and chase the tenant because a big difference is what owners don't always understand is outgoings is like rent when it comes to late fees which you don't really have in residential and termination a lot of owners don't realize if the tenant doesn't pay the strata the eviction process is just like if they didn't pay the week's rent so it's okay to structure it you pay up front because you've got the ability to go after a tenant with the same as not paying rent um yeah, that's probably your big difference there. Um, but some owners want to keep it that the tenants pay everything and they just get the one figure and there's nothing else to worry about. Got David, it. good morning, so, Luke. It's why I like being a tenant. Hi, in guys. So, Burge, um, so land tax uh, on a commercial property, um, would it, can a tenant, that can be negotiated into a tenant's lease? Yep. What else? Everything. It's, so it's, it's um, so, yeah. So agents, even the agent's management fee of 5%, 6%, 7% that a landlord would normally pay, that can also be charged onto a tenant if negotiated. Um, Electricity is a no-brainer. Uh, exhaust, grease and exhaust. Um, often if there's a share one, that's where it gets a bit complicated, but then they'll just do one third or half or something only if it's used. Correct. Like if an owner's got a building with 10 tenants and there's one grease trap, they'll just divide it up between the, t the people who use it. Uh, once again, the owner may pay it up front and then the agent will split it. Uh, and there's a common one if you see a net lease, especially in the, the smaller scale, like there's outgoings that a tenant's more willing to pay 
visually. Like they're okay to see rent plus paying strata or rent plus paying outgoings. But if you have a rent plus agent fees, it's a bit like why would I be paying for your agent? Um, a lot of the high-level tenants, the, the Nationals, Woolworths, um, Coles, service stations, even child cares, they're sort of used to just paying all the outgoings and they ask for the breakdown rather than an owner will factor it in and it would just be sort of lumped in there where the, um, the Nationals so, get a full breakdown. And guys and girls, if you ever hear the words net, net net or even triple net whenever you hear of that that often alludes to what we're talking about outgoings which will today so um often the triple net is you that the tenants pretty much is paying for bloody anything and everything and just net is it's a bit of a share arrangement um all right so we talked about grease traps we talked about management fees land tax you know paid by a commercial tenant that that's a that's pretty common isn't it Actually, yes, and a big one is maintenance. The difference between residential, your lights go out, all the carpet, a lot of the burden is on the owner to repair everything and anything, even after, uh, even if it's been sort of damaged because a lot of times the tenants can claim um, wear and tear. But with commercial, it's very normal for any maintenance, no matter how small or how big, will be pushed onto the tenant except in the extreme example, basically except the roof and the structure, but everything within the jip rock, the light wiring, like for example, a toilet clogs in residential, you're basically landlords copying it. A toilet clogging in commercial, you fix your own toilet. It's, it's just there. It will be more than likely pushed onto the tenant in a freestanding one. So those little costs really add up if you add like if the power board goes out or some wiring from the board to their machinery, tenant pays, uh, fires, a lot of fire safety, especially if more measures. Oh, that's a big one. That's a big one. Yep. Some business usages will uh, bring on higher fire safety requirements I, from difference between a food production tenant to an office or a gym, they're going to have different requirements. The added extra requirements will be the cost more likely will be pushed on to the tenancy. So all these little costs really add up over a year, over a few years, which could be the difference between having, yeah, a, a few percentage each year. So it'd be... Um. So we covered uh, so and that and air conditioning. Uh, often the supply initially could be an, a landlord's cost, but then the maintenance could be a tenant's cost, and there could be in that maintenance um, a request by the tenant um, cleaning the filters quarterly and stuff like that, and paying for it themselves. Yeah, well, I think we pretty the- much covered everything. Everything for outgoings. There was what have we got? We got uh, commercial tenant outgoings, land tax potentially agents' fees, potentially um, uh, strata, water usage, uh, grease trap, um, uh, insurances. They can often be paying the insurances for the landlord of the building. So, uh, you know... Especially when the usage pushes it up, like a food production, like uh, the building... We've had like a butcher in there. The building insurance is 20 grand compared to a gym tenant would be three. So the tenants paying that increase because like 
on face value, why would an owner choose a tenant and their outgoings triple unless they're going to get that back? And then the tenant's like, well, this building fits everything. They factor it in as well. So basically all outgoings are uh, factored in and included. It just is in two formats, very visual on a lease, rent plus a list of everything, or it's just one figure like residential, but you know it's been factored in. And not to freak everyone out, guys, um, this is all upfront negotiated in writing. So generally your heads of agreement and your lease, we're going to detail all of these items um, we're mentioning. So keep a heavy and, and hawk eye out for all of these items because um, they do add up. Yeah, and it's the main thing to look at when you're looking at buying as well. You may It may look good on face value, 50K rand, buying it for 600 grand, but then you look at the marketing and they've included GST in the, the rent, they've included outgoings, and then from what looks as a 6% return to really 4%, 3%. So I think um, some people get caught out or get their hopes up for not looking deep into it. Um, or even like when you compare commercial, like a five, uh, a, compared to a 600K unit and a 600K commercial property, there could be a big difference in the outgoings applicable insurances waste like if you if you're not savvy if you're don't have an agent who let's say the strata don't have to um, supply bins to the property and you haven't negotiated that up front the owner and the tenants like well in the lease it says you provide the bins and no one's factored it in a lot of people get caught out just with not knowing and they either try and do the deal themselves and then they get sung or they've got a yep. shit agent Yep. Watch out for it. Watch out. Yeah. yeah that's I right. reckon that's going to help people. I reckon that's going to help a lot of people. That one. So, guys and girls, if you know anyone going into a residential commercial lease, share this with them. Help them out. We hope to help people out there. Perfect. Thank you, everyone. Cheers. See you, everyone. Love you. Bye. See you. Bye.